You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hello, Sean. How you doing? I'm well. Happy day after Valentine's Day. I know that's a big one for you. Um, we went on a fabulous date uh, to drop my kid off at a hockey practice. When you started, I was like, whoa, you actually observed Valentine's Day. But no, you didn't. I mean, we do in our own way. But yeah, so we dropped the kid off, at, and then we went to a cider, cidery? What do you call it? Like a brewery, but it's like they make cider? I, I've heard them called Cider Works, but I it's probably a cidery. I guess like a brand. That is, might be a brand, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we went there, and, they, um, and we listened to uh, people. Um, we, we thought there was like music, which was cool. Uh, and then, like, as the night went on, I was just like, why is everybody just doing, doing one song and they're leaving? But they had the guitars and stuff. And it occurred to me, it was just, like, homemade karaoke, no backing music. They were just going up there and, like, kind of doing... Was it, like, an open mic kind of thing? Kind of. The, the, they had some kind of background music going on. Hmm. But um, but it was just, you know, terrible. Okay. <laughs> That's how you celebrated? Or didn't? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, the cider was fine. Okay. The company was wonderful. Yeah. Um, we, it, had lo- we had lobster. Oh, good for you. But it was kind of weird lobster because, you know, you think of the lobster tail, right? <laughs> this weird lobster. Well, we it, got... had been sitting in your car for, for, uh, for five hours, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but yeah, it was lobster claws, like the, the big claws, not the tail. And so you, we were like treating them like uh, crab legs, where you had to crack them open and like pull Lobster the meat out. Claws. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, are, you, you come. I think you already have those built in. I have good hands when I'm playing football, <clears throat> Sean. Not when I'm throwing the ball. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so you had lobster claws. Yes. Yeah, we had lobster claws, and uh, is it was that, delicious. Is that like? I mean, is that like the second, lower level grade of lobster meat? Like, if I'm, if you're like going to get. Sea bugs, like that's like you can get the primo sea bug parts and the lower level sea bug parts. I'm guessing that's probably the case. I honestly, I had nothing to do with acquiring them, so I was a little curious about that myself. But uh, I didn't. I didn't. But they pers- tasted good. Pursue the information last night. It, they did taste good. Enough lemon and butter, and and even insects yeah. will taste good. That's right. Even sea bugs will taste good with enough butter on them. You're right. Did you enjoy the uh, Super Bowl, Sean? I did. We had we had some people over. You were among the people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I uh, I thought it was a fun game. I didn't. It, it did seem like not a Super Bowl though. It seemed like I've heard people describe it as like, um, just kind of like an entertaining regular season game. Like it didn't. It neither team necessarily felt like the the best team in football. Yeah, it was. I agree with you. the The score was closer than it. F- felt to me even even though like the last drive could have been a game-winning drive yeah it uh maybe it, because the long touchdown that the Bengals had was kind of bs to begin oh my with gosh yeah that was so that was a just, that was a missed call the it, the, the face mask on Jalen Ramsey yeah it was uh I, you know I, I enjoyed it um I, I would not it won't. It won't be remembered as like one of like the epic ones. You no, know? but it was. It was still. It was like we grew up in an era when the Super Bowl every year was a fifty-six to thirteen blowout. So. Right. So it's better than that. Yeah. I think my takeaway. I think the Bengals are going to be good for a bunch of years if they can address that offensive line because I feel it's like not really what happens with Super Bowl losers though. Like the history of Super Bowl losers is not good. Hmm. But. I, I that's just, not scientific. I mean, that's just sure. maybe. Yeah, no, I, but you're right. Now that you mention it, I was thinking about it. I think you're right. But 
I feel like that's what decided the game was that offensive line just couldn't stand up. Which to... is exactly what people said when they drafted uh, Jamar Chase. Although, you know, they probably don't make the game without Jamar Chase. So yeah, that's that's possible. So it'll be fun to see what they do. See see what f- happens with the Rams as well. I were you have you been hearing chatter about v- McVeigh retiring? No. <laughs> I, I don't I remember looking. where I heard it, if it was on the radio, or maybe people were just trolling. Yeah, I was like, he's in what? his 30s, isn't I he? I know, he's super young, and I'm like, he just won the Super Bowl. Why he just he wants that? he wants that John Madden career where he just does like 40 years of television, right? Yeah, may, I don't well, know. Maybe, who knows? I don't know. I just wondered if I, I probably was stumbled on a, some <laughs> weird site. Uh, or... Maybe Maybe it's just he knows deep down that – the true brains behind his operation is coming to Minnesota to be the head coach there. Mm. And so he's just like, he's going to be exposed. Now. He's just throwing up his hands. Like, he's what am like, I going to do? I got to retire now. I got to get out. Yeah. People think I'm a genius. I got to get out now. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, um, you, did you, did you like any of the commercials? Well, okay. So no offense. You were the, you were the Super Bowl host and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time concentrating when I, there's a lot of people around me and they're and they're chatting, so it's it's really no reflection on you. It's the fact that I can't concentrate on anything. That's what you're saying now, but like when you said we talked to you five minutes ago, you're like your TV wasn't loud enough. <laughs> so I honestly I didn't see or at least take in fully many commercials. I did notice the Colin Jost Scarlett Johansson commercial. That's uh, what with, I was referencing before with the exactly. With the uh, yeah the the Alexa that reads your mind, yeah, that I was think a good that's one. a funny bit. Is that your favorite one um, of the I, two that you watched? I was gonna say of the two that I saw, probably, and I'm not even sure that was a full on Super Bowl commercial. I feel like I might have seen that one before the Super Bowl. But how about you? Did you have a favorite? Uh, I like the Larry David one. It's, now there's another one that I did get to see because the crowd, the people that were at your house, actually stopped talking for that one. Because everybody knows Larry David is funny. There you go. So, uh, yeah. So, so uh, I like that one because with him, just constantly just being wrong. Yeah. What was it, what were it, some of the things he was missing on? In case people didn't the see wheel, it. you know, it's never going to take off. Yeah. It just reminded me of kind of your rookie takes, and so I thought. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, shots fired. Both shots fired. Directions. No, actually, but I will say the funniest moment of the whole thing was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow eating her candle. That was that was the one that was uh, mm. that we actually paused and like, what just happened, and rewound it. So that was that was that was pretty good. And you can probably find that on YouTube, right? You can find that on YouTube. Okay. Um. So other things, real quick from the game. Uh, did you 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 just talking with Bjorn two weeks ago about should I need to be worried about Joe Burrow on his knee? And he said you need to be worried, but were you worried when he <laughs> when he went down? I was yes, of course. I'm always worried when he goes down. I the knee that he hurt in the game was not the one he blew right. out though. Right. So he might might end up playing on one total knee, like half of a knee on each <laughs> right. side. I don't know. It I, seems like he's probably going to be okay, yeah, but so. but but it definitely, I, I was like watching that, thinking, "Oh, this isn't good for Tim." Yeah, he's just, uh, he's gonna he's gonna take me on roller coaster rides. I think his entire career. I think it's because he. I think it's because he's good, and I think it's it's uh, it's nice to have um, a, a young guy that um, you can really root for. And when you have things like that, that make you question it then i think uh you know it makes it a a little edgier we've talked in the past about my walk through the deep dark forest of not having a quarterback in uh salary cap and i I, you don't want to be back there again i don't i've spent a couple of high draft picks on quarterbacks the last two years in burrow and trey lance so i don't want to go back there sean so other things that i well obj that's not a good story um and so i feel for him certainly um, so here's the other thing we talked about recently, Cam Akers, uh, he did not look good and it, he is, this is now what, four or five games in a row where he really hasn't put up any numbers to speak. 13 carries for 21 yards. 
Yeah, I mean, the, he's not putting up numbers. The thing that I find surprising or maybe telling is that L.A. keeps giving him the work. They did. He keeps getting carries. So I don't know if they're seeing something we don't see, if they just don't have anything else, they don't trust anybody else. I don't know what the what's yeah, going on there. It's, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's making me nervous because I feel like they're – there should be um, at least one moment where he shows something beyond like that 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 pass that he caught in like his first game back, right? First real game back. He's had enough carries where there should be something that that says, okay, he's back. So I'm really kind of back, getting back to my original position, which is, um, I, I'm glad he's playing football. But uh, I don't know that I'd be buying into him. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. If I had him today, I would trade him for a first round pick. He's not a guy I would invest in for sure. I wouldn't be trading for him. Mm-mm. I mean, I, 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 would I give up? I'd still probably give up a second round pick for him. Which it sounds insane because it's such a feast or famine kind of a thing. But it's it's a little bit like trading for Gronk. Like, yeah, he might be great. <laughs> Or he, he's probably going to retire and not be worth anything. So, um, it's 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 hard to for me to to buy into Cam right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Do you want to talk about the awards? Yeah. So let me preview the episode a little bit. We're back. We made some predictions before the season started. We uh, predictions for players that would be winning some steel awards, also some NFL awards. So we're just revisiting our picks from earlier this season and seeing how we did. <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, nervous about jumping into this one, Sean. I think this is going to be a personal reckoning for me. What's I... a re- so reckoning is, we do the reckoning not to necessarily just only to make fun of ourselves for mistakes, uh, missteps, because th- there's some good stuff in the reckoning as well. And there's some good stuff for you here too. Just not a, a ton of it. I nailed one. <laughs> you did nail one. <laughs> but no, I mean, the value in this, of course, is may, maybe there's takeaways that uh, we can learn from. And sometimes there just aren't. We'll, you just get things uh, wrong. It's just sometimes it's just a matter of like, uh, you know, like we do this largely because we're like football and um, to get a sense of, I mean, it does give you a sense of the fact that, that a lot of the stuff is unpredictable. And if you go in, going into fantasy football thinking that it's you, it's a problem like a math problem you can just solve and it's not. It's, it's <laughs> I've done this long enough. Nobody can. You're just trying to get be right more often than you're wrong. Right. So some of these are uh, just basically objective. We were trying to figure out who the best at a particular position would be. Some of them are more subjective. We'll have some more conversation around those picks, of course. We'll start off in our fantasy section. We looked at who we thought would be the rookie quarterback number one. Uh, you said? I said Trey Lance. I said? Zach, Zach. Wilson. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to say No, yourself. no, it's okay. That's okay. Uh, uh, what, what, after the season now, who do you think, what's your conclusion? Well, I, I did go just very straight up, like, who was the best rookie quarterback. So I said Mac Jones, given his season. He finished higher than any other rookie quarterback. In total points. Yeah. No. But, so here's the thing. I didn't apply that exact same methodology. And, I, and I'm, choosing, I'm choosing Davis Mills. And I'm choosing Davis Mills over Mac Jones because I can't choose. I, I mean, I had a hard time with this overall because I, a big part of me wanted to pick Trey Lance because he didn't look terrible like everybody else. He didn't hurt his stock. He didn't year. hurt his stock. But I ultimately went with Davis Mills because over um uh mac jones yeah because and actually i didn't even have mac for me it's just like he he finished the season really strong um i think mm, five of his last six finishes were qb 14 or better which means he was a bonafide qb1 for half the season um Mac Jones, like, basically was okay a lot of the year. He played a lot of games, had only a couple games that were were actually good games. 
he just consistently started and usually finished as as in the twenties. So a low end QB two, and I just I couldn't I can't give him the award. Sure. So you're going with Davis Mills. I, I'm not going excited about Mac Jones for fantasy, at least not in a one QB league. Are you excited for Davis Mills or about Davis Mills? I'm not. If I had to pick a if I had to pick a, a, a guy out of this class, um, that I would want right now, it's probably Trey Lance, um, and and then it's probably Justin Fields, and it's and and it's not. Maybe it's Zach Wilson. The one it's not is Trevor Lawrence because he didn't improve. He he was basically the same quarterback from week one as he was to week 17 or 18. And I just kind of thought, you know, you got to show me some improvement. And he didn't do that. And um, and so, there, therefore, I mean, I'm much more interested in, in fields who clearly improved. Uh, and Zach Wilson clearly improved throughout the year. Trey Lance, I think, will be just fine. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Breakout quarterback. I said Sam Darnold and or Derek Carr. I cheated with two names. Uh, would break I said out Tua. This year. You said Tua. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr had a decent year. I think he finished around a, a high-end quarterback, too. I wouldn't call it a breakout. He's been there before. Yeah, he was QB 18 on the season in points per game. And I, I maybe I think I just maybe mixed things up when I said Darnold. He was the breakdown quarterback <laughs> of the year, so yeah, you your... I, I just got confused there. So you're giving, you're giving it to, to Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I went with Jalen Hurts. Um, there's some other guys that uh, I thought – also looked good, but uh, some people that maybe that had been there before, maybe had higher expectations. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think people were pretty high on him, but we really didn't have much to go on. He had four strong weeks to finish the season in 2020, so there were hopes for him mm-hmm. of, of being really good, hopes for him being really good, but I, I wasn't convinced he could sustain it. Um, and so to see him come in and perform when he was healthy, um, I th- I would call him the breakout quarterback. I've, he's convinced me he's a good fantasy quarterback anyway. So I went with the guy that I actually think is going to have a career. So he went and I went with Joe Burrow, who I think was a fine quarterback as a rookie until he got hurt. Uh, this year, I think he placed himself into the the elite discussion, um, and to me, that's the breakout. I don't. I, three years from now, Joe Burrow is still going to be a quarterback in the NFL, and he's still going to be good. Jalen Hurts, I can't say that, so I can't give him that. All right. How about the quarterback one? Now, this this is, again, where maybe it's objective or at least could be approached that way. I I predicted Kyler Murray would be the quarterback one. And I said Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And so you, you hit it there. So I win. You win. What's my prize? <laughs> I, I'll give you a round of applause. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Kyler, Allen. Ky- Kyler was QB4, though. He wasn't. He wasn't. You weren't far off. He was quarterback four in points per game, yeah. So yep. he had a decent season, but it, it didn't feel like it. Like, I don't know why. I think uh, he's of the, of the I'm air quoting here, elite quarterbacks. He's the one that I'm least excited about. Yeah. And he just went out not in a good way this year. This, yeah. His last game was so bad. Yeah. So it's hard to be excited about him for me anyway. Uh, rookie running back one. We both said Najee Harris uh, preseason. You you gave a mention to Trey Sermon. I did, uh, and I was. I'm going to give myself. I'm going to do this several times this episode. I wasn't as far off as as you think because it wasn't Trey Sermon. It was Elijah Mitchell, and that's and that's who I would say was the rookie um, RB one. Um, we've got uh, Najee Harris head head. Finished as the running back nine, and Elijah Mitchell was running back twelve. But points per game, Mitchell was running back eight, and uh, he averaged um, about a full yard per carry more than Najee Harris. I just think that Elijah Mitchell looks like the better football player. Najee Harris looks like a high volume guy to me. So even though he did finish with more points in total, he he's I'm not terribly excited about Najee Harris. And uh, Javante uh, Williams, we 
I mean, we're not mentioning him in this, in this discussion here, but he's probably the rookie running back I'm most excited about I, personally yeah, yeah, going I think, forward. I think I'm probably with you on that. All right. How about the breakout running back? <laughs> <laughs> you had. Do you want to say it? Do Try I have to say, to say it? it? Okay, you had. Well, you and I, we both named Detroit running backs. All right, I said Jamal Williams. I said DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh, Swift, but, Swift, by the way, came close for me for for what I would choose. Um, who did, who did you give? Who do you who, who who are you calling the breakout running back? I went with Austin Eckler. Uh, just this was such an outlier year for him. I don't know that he can get back to it. He had twenty total touchdowns. It wasn't touchdowns, but his and his pro- productivity was up, but it wasn't ridiculously up, but it was up. Well, his scoring production was yeah. was up quite a bit. Yeah, so twenty it, touchdowns for that guy seems not not duplicatable. Right, word? I just right. Made up that word. He he had nine rushing touchdowns the first four years of his career. He had twelve <laughs> rushing touchdowns this year. He added eight receiving touchdowns to make his twenty. Um, so I just, uh, yeah, I don't know that he's going to get back there, but it it did feel like his breakout year this year to me. I give it to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I I really wanted to give it to Austin Eckler. I, Taylor went from from me thinking he was a pretty good running back and I still think he's a pretty good running back but to basically kind of blow the doors off on the season I thought was was pretty impressive so um and because he's so young like I feel like that 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 was part of my calculus I think maybe a little bit more than you was was he's the guy that I would expect to be um uh, uh, uh very productive for many years, and and honestly, I would I would give Swift an honorable mention. He faded at the end though, but um, but there's a lot of good numbers there. Um, it's hard to say what was him and what was how that team was going, but um, but I, I like what I see out of him too. I do too. He's a good back. The running back one I predicted Dalvin Cook. You went with Derrick Henry in non PPR and Dalvin Cook in PPR. And so it turned out to be Jonathan Taylor. However, before Derrick Henry got hurt, he was a little over two points per game better than Jonathan Taylor. So um, had he stayed healthy, Sean, I think you might have nailed this one too. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't feel like it was a um, – I felt like it, it was the injury was what prevented that from happening. I mean, it's hard to say, but you never know how, how t- seeds – people are going to finish dalvin was running back 11 which i was surprised uh, points per game basis it wasn't as great of a year for him it was it's a fine year but it's just not not uh not special totals i'm guessing he was playing hurt some of the time i think there's some i mean there is some of that for sure that's him every year he was yeah he was in and out of the lineup quite a bit and i'm guessing he probably wasn't at full strength for several of those games which might have contributed to that running back 11 finish the rookie wide receiver, number one, I predicted Devontae Smith. He I predicted went, Elijah Moore. Yeah. It's hard to argue it's not Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah, it's Jamar Chase. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Moore and Smith were rookie wide receiver four and five, respectively. In points per game. In points per, per game. game. Um, I mean, Moore didn't play every game. I don't know if Smith, I think, he did he stay healthy all year? He was healthy, yep. Um. So I mean, they're both were. Um, I don't think I don't think either one of those players are bad 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 at football. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, was a guy that I uh, um, really liked, and um, I think uh, I probably still did not pr- um, have him rated as highly as I should have. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I ended up having him as my. I had him behind. Waddle, I think, in my rookie rankings. I so. don't think you did. I mean, I think you may have at one. Oh yeah, behind Waddle. That's right. Yeah, you yeah, had Waddle. I, I think in I had Waddle one, and I think I had Jamar two. But I, yeah. it, it, they were back and forth a bit. Some of that the preseason drop stuff got to me. I think I bumped them down a little bit. Depends on probably the trends on the week you asked me to be honest. But but in all honesty, they probably shouldn't have been close. All right, the breakout wide receiver. I thought Jerry Judy was going to do it. I thought Brandon Ayuk was going to do it. Uh, I've changed my mind now. 
<laughs> I decided Debo at wide receiver two yeah. uh, was the breakout wide receiver. He was eight points per game better than he was in 2019. Yeah, it's Debo. Um, I had the right team. Again, it's a very similar thing with San Francisco. I had the right team uh, for each position, uh, but it was Debo. And uh, I think I recovered at the end of the year a bit, but, but I mean, Debo was unreal. We'll get to him later. Yeah. All right. And the wide receiver one, we both thought Devontae Adams was going to do it. Uh, everybody now knows Cooper Cup was the guy that came in and destroyed the league at the wide receiver position. Uh, he was three points per game better than Debo, so the over this number two player there. Uh, so it's yeah, it was Cooper Cup all day. Yeah, I'm not sure. See, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking. I, I mean, I picked Devonte Adams. You picked Devonte Adams. I don't know who know who that is. So I, I think you didn't get point partial points. You get no, no credit. Shan, and may you... God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> You were awarded no points. <laughs> Do you know how many times I correct your spelling? Oh, is this going to be another post one of those? This. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. No, you're right. I did totally misspell his name, but <laughs> which is fine. He'd... It's just, it's hard though because you've had Devontae Parker in your team and it's spelled differently. The guy that I put down didn't. He wasn't the wide receiver one either. So no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Rookie tight ends. Or rookie tight end one, I should say. Moving on to tight we ends. We both had pits. We did. Uh, and it was Pitts, was Pitts, but maybe not by as much as people thought, at least me. I mean, Fairmouth, if you look at the numbers, uh, he finished depending on how you're counting numbers. Um, uh, he wasn't terribly far behind Pitts. He was, he was, uh, it was less than less one than point, point per game. And, uh, but the difference was between basically being tight end seven to being tight end 13, to between being a tight end one and being a tight end two, it ends up mattering in terms of those things. But in terms of how many points your team is scoring, they actually weren't that far apart. Right. Now, I think Pitts still has way more upside Yeah. because it's unlikely he's going to finish with one touchdown. Right. <laughs> and and Fairmouth was actually had a whole bunch of touchdowns, and that was part of the reason why he kept up there. But I think that that's probably not, also not sustainable, so we're going to see some regression each way probably. Yeah. I think you're right. Breakout tight end. I thought Janu Smith was going to break out this year. I I picked I picked uh, uh, Cal Pitts. Would you consider? I mean, breakouts tough for me with with uh, rookies. I always wonder if it's an actual breakout. I think Which, if he came in and finished in, as like a top three tight end this year then I would feel like he was the breakout. That's not who I would award it to. Um, he, had a, he had a fine season, but he didn't take the league by by storm, which is what I was hoping or predicting he would do. So who'd you give it to? Uh, I'm going to give, for me, I'm going to do ta- uh, Dawson Knox. Because he was a guy that I think was um, kind of just kind of, you know, I know you and I both liked him um, coming out of college and whatnot. Um, and then, Everybody kind of forgot about him, and then he was still there. And we talked about him later on. I mean, all the targets got vacated. He got to take over the whole thing there, and he did quite well with it and finished his tight end eight. So um, so I, I gave it to Dustin Knox. I think he's going to be a good player for many years. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Mark Andrews. He took over the top spot from uh, from Kelsey this year, but that's – just honorable mention because yeah. he, he was already elite. He was basically. already good, exactly. I'm going to give the breakout tight end uh, award to Dalton Schultz. He rose from the tight end 14 <clears throat> last year, filling in for Blake Jarwin, uh, to the tight end four this year. Establishing himself as the guy there. He's a free agent, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. he took took that job and ran with it. Yeah, I, I think that, that's totally legit. All right, and to finish this out, we'll talk about the tight end one. I predicted Travis Kelsey. It was as, Travis Kelsey, right? As did you, Sean. Yeah. It was not. What? It's been for years and years, but we have a new number one, as I mentioned, with Mark Andrews. Uh, he was actually a point better per game than Kelsey this year. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a bit of a surprise. I wonder how, how much of it was uh, the, the change in quarterback, you know, with Lamar being out and – but um, so I don't know how sustainable that is, but uh, but you know I mean he's he's always been kind of like a very good football player, yeah. And I don't think anybody's ever like 
suggested he couldn't be. Just Kelsey just seems so inevitable. Right. But we also knew that would come to an end. I don't know if it's ended for good here, but I don't think so. He was uh <laughs> Andrews was two and a half points better than Kittle per game. Yeah. Just, that's good. That's good. He had but a good season. They're all they're all they're all good. It depends on depends on the season, the quarterback, too many different things. I don't think you can worry about if you're gonna get the best guy, but I think Andrews now is in that conversation with people that the tight ends you want. He's one of them. Yep. All right. So we have the NFL section here. These are the NFL awards that the league gives out. Probably I'll just buzz through these, I think, Sean, right? Unless you have a lot to say. We were wrong about all of them. (laughs) No. No? No, I got this is one of the ones I actually got right. right. Okay. So we might spend some time on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So all right. So NFL offensive rookie of the year. I predicted Trey Lance. I said Kyle Pitts. And the NFL gave it to Jamar Chase. Which is the right decision. Mm -hmm. NFL offensive player of the year. I went with Devontae Adams. You or some guy named some guy named Devontae Adams. (laughs) I went with Derrick Henry. And, of course, it was Cooper Cup. Which was the right answer. The NFL the pe- did it right twice. They did. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, how, how do you not give it to uh, Jonathan Taylor? No. Cooper Cup, I'm sorry, from the wide receiver position, I looked. he was dominant every single game. I mean, he had like one game where he had like 65 yards and like maybe a touchdown. He, he was lit- literally dominant all season long and – a special season. He was the Super Bowl MVP too. He was. And it's only gone to a receiver I think eight this is the eighth time out of 56. So He was the Super Bowl MVP without even getting 100 yards receiving. Crazy. So once every 7 years I can do that math. Mm-hmm. It's gone to a receiver, not necessarily that. He had 99 total yards in the game. Wow. All right, the NFL MVP, not a surprise here. The NFL gave it to Aaron Rodgers. I thought Dak Prescott. Uh, I would thought have Josh a shot. Allen. And by the way, I, I I don't know that I don't know that Josh Allen isn't the right answer. I'm being totally honest. This this is one where I think you could you could go with Allen, you could go with Rodgers, you could go with Mahomes, you could go with uh, Tom Brady. I mean, the guys that there are other people other than Aaron Rodgers. So. But Dak, Dak Prescott doesn't make that list. No, but he had a pretty good year too. That's he's just not he's not he didn't have that good of a year, but he had a pretty good year. He didn't have the year I was expecting for sure. Uh, uh, NFL, no. oh, were you gonna were no. you gonna help me out there, Sean? Make me feel a little better? No, I mean I, I did predict him to be for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, and they gave it instead to uh, to Joe Burrow, who is who I predicted would get it. That. That's the one bright light on this list for and me. And that's the NFL saying that your number one quarterback is better than my number three quarterback. That's then I'll, I'll concede to that. Wow. And finally, I'll, but I will say I'm sorry. Here's the thing: when I think about comeback player of the year, it, it, you have to look at where you're coming back from, and you know, it, guys get ACLs all the time. And yes, we know his knee was jacked. Yeah, it was all sorts of ligaments in there. There was there was a lot of there's some there's some damage there, but Dak Prescott's leg was freaky broken and and I still maintain that I mean he, I th- he what he came back from was a scarier thing than an ACL. Scarier looking. I mean, when you have the bone coming out through your skin, right? Like that's right. really scary. He could have been Alex Smith. Could have. Could have. Thank if, goodness if his he sock, wasn't. His socks were cleaner. Oof. All right, and finally, uh, we predicted our Super Bowl matchup and winner. I thought the Buccaneers were going to defeat the Bills in the Super Bowl. I thought the Bills were going to defeat the Rams. And you, So you had it one of the teams, right? I had one of the teams, right. But yep. you had the... And I still would maintain that the Bills would have defeated the Rams if the NFL had a reasonable overtime rule. Mm. So then, then we would have the Bills defeating the Chiefs. Did you put money on that? I did not put money you, on that. Maybe you should have. It sounds like you're pretty good at this. Mm. Uh no, because I I didn't no one picked the Bengals, least of all me. But I'm saying if you if you almost got the Bills over the Rams, like that that would have been a good preseason. The poorhouses of this country are filled full of gamblers who almost got things right. 
True. That is not a case for me becoming a degenerate gambler. Okay, sounds that sounds fair <laughs> enough. All right, and our final section here. This is the Steel Awards. The our, we call it our fun section here. Uh, the the awards that we were predicting. Uh, or at least the predictions that we were making about the league and the players this year. So the first one was the number of NFL games that were going to be played. I said all but one. I said all of them. And you were right. Uh, I was close, but no cigar. They played all 285 games this year. That includes the playoffs. And I'm glad to see it. We yeah. We, and we, we, they found a way to make it work. We didn't miss any last year either, right? They had to do a bunch of postponing, but they didn't yep. miss any games. And that's going to be how it's going to be from now on. I don't think they're going to. I think, and I think now the way things are, I think things going to. I am predicting a better year next year for COVID. It's not going to be gone, but it's going to be a lot less disruptive. I think. Nice. I hope you're right. All right. This is the fantasy steal of the year. Now I want to go down to the footnote here. Uh -huh. This is the great long-term player. Yeah. That could be had for a relatively low cost, right? In the past. Mm -hmm. okay. Somebody that we thought you could get cheap that is going to be a pretty good player for, for a, a long period of time for your, for your salary cap leagues. Right. And I said Corey Davis was that guy. I said Jacoby Myers was that guy. And probably not. Neither that one doesn't, look, close. doesn't look so bright. Corey Davis looked pretty good for, for a while. For yep. a bit. Yeah. Jacoby Myers caught a touchdown. That's that's <laughs> that's 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 a plus for him. Sure. But, yeah. Um. So I I I want to give another mention here, honorable mention to Damian Harris. He ended up as the running back ten overall, running back twelve in points per game. Uh, he would have been cheap to get. Ended up as a running back one. Uh, the reason he's not my winner is he will be 26 years old next season. So I don't see him necessarily as a long-term player. So I am giving my award, my fantasy steal of the year award to T Higgins. He was, uh, also relatively inexpensive to acquire. His value was depressed after his wide receiver 30 finish his rookie year. Um, and then the Bengals went and drafted chase. So he was, he was a guy you could get your hands on. Um, he'll only be 24 next year. He finished as the wide receiver 14 in points per game this year in an offense that I think is about to explode and just get amazing. So I'm, I'm, I'm amazingly I'm, better. I'm going to argue with you on two, both these. First okay. of all, Damien Harris, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't see him as having a long-term future, not just cause he's old, but also because I think they'll just, they're just going to be plenty happy of playing Ramondre Stevenson and the fourth rounder that they draft this coming year as well. So I just, I don't see him as a special player. T. Higgins, I do think is special. I, um, I don't know that that's your footnote though. Like I, I think this is a. You said it's a long term player that could have been had cheaply, um, not necessarily mm. that they're special. But no, but if he's not, I'm saying he's not a long term player. No, I agree. That's okay. why I didn't give him the award. That's why you get T. Higgins, I do think is a long term year. I'm not so sure his value is depressed. I think he would have been. Yes, he was in that same boat with with Brandon Ayuk in terms of not the highest level guys from coming off the rookie year, but you know in the, that second tier that people were excited about. And um, but I think I think he's he he ended up proving that he could be an important part of that offense, and that's a good offense to be in. Mm -hmm. So I like him. I went with Elijah Mitchell, and I went with Elijah Mitchell because uh, he was on nobody's radar was probably a fourth-rounder or a waiver-wire player, and he ended up finishing on a points-per-game basis as running back eight. He's 23 years old. I do think he is going to be around for a while. So um, it would, it would, you know, I was very much into, into Trey Sermon. I just, I don't think he's going to get back on the football field, essentially, on that team. I think Elijah Mitchell is basically... Every single time they put him in there, he's productive and he does what the team wants him to do. So that's he is my steal of the year. Nice. All right. How about the fantasy band-aid of the year? This is a very productive short-term player that could have been had for a relatively low cost. You said Ramondre Stevenson? Mm-hmm. I said Sony Michelle. That was our yeah, preseason prediction. Um who, who are you giving it to? Well, so Sony Michelle was actually not not a bad pick. He he had like the end of the season. He was 
Um, it took him a while to get there, but he was really, really, really good. Um, but I'm going to give it to Cordero Patterson because, because <laughs> that guy, I don't think there's any long-term future for Patterson. I'm not interested in him even next year, even if they don't draft anybody. I mean, partly because of his age, but I, I just think it was kind of a one-year wonder thing. And I think he was a guy you could have had, um, pretty cheap and, and he won you games. He didn't win you playoff games. He kind of faded in the playoffs. But but still, if you had a hole in your lineup, and it could have been, frankly, depending on your league system, it could have been at running back or wide receiver, and he could have been that band-aid for you this year. Sure. And I went a little different direction when I thought short-term uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking career-wise, but just this year. So um, to defend my Ramondre Stevenson pick a little bit, when Harris, uh, Damian Harris was hurt, he – did step in and uh, and fill yeah, the agree. role, so I, I that was not too far off. It wasn't a bad pick. <laughs> I it wasn't to... as good as Sonny Michelle, but it was a pretty good pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and all, so I ended up going with Hunter Renfro again as just a short term for the season. Um, he was the wide receiver eight overall from week twelve going forward. Um, so for a guy that maybe you could get cheaply and was a short-term answer this season. We'll, I, felt, we'll, I felt like we talked about him. Did we, we talk about him? We did. He, what did we uh, say about him? Or what did you, I think you said about him more than I did. Well, we, he was in our, uh, our league winners episode as a guy that uh, was a good pickup uh, going into the late into the season to maybe take your team over the top. And I think you were right about that. It was it was some pretty good advice. See, I didn't, this is a second thing you were right about in this episode. <laughs> I didn't put it in the reckoning because the audio was not very compelling, but... Mm. That was good advice. Um, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we have our fantasy breakout player. This is a non-elite player at the beginning of this year who will now be among the elite players in 2022. Here's another one I think you were closer on than me. Uh, you said DeAndre Swift. Yes. And I think that he qualifies. I, he is somebody I would be looking to acquire. And so I like that pick. More than in my pick, which was Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> which I, I, also I, I'm not out on Brandon Ayuk either. So I think I think, um, but I like your pick better than my pick. Well, but you've you've also talked about the fact that Debo maybe as a result of the quarterback play there in San Francisco that the the system was built to highlight Debo, and when a new quarterback comes in and Trey Lance, we might see that change. It might or, or not or not. Yeah, we yeah, don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, I don't disagree. I still am high on DeAndre Swift. I, I think he's an elite running back. He's not quite as good as Jamal Williams. I don't know. (laughs) Touche. That was a good one. I don't know um, uh, that he's going to be an elite fantasy back, though, where he's playing. I just feel like it's going to be hard for him to get up into those because Detroit upper echelon. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I, but it's just, that's how I see it. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, that, that, that was the knock on him coming in. Like the, every single time I wanted to bump him up in my rookie rankings, I was always like, ah, but Detroit (laughs) and, and running back is, it's such a short lived position. By the time he gets something to work with, it might be too late. Yeah. No, I, 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 who'd you end up choosing? Well, I, the fantasy breakout player for me, it's, you could probably guess is Cooper cup. Uh, he was a ninth round, uh, startup dynasty pick this year. There's no way that's happening again next year, but I see, I I considered Cooper. I could not give Cooper cup because he has had a season where he was the wide receiver four. So I can't really say, did he break out? I mean, he he was better. He improved a lot this year from last year, but he's been among the better receivers before. He has been, and I I, I saw that as well when I was just checking out stats. Um, the reason that I did, I was convinced that he was a breakout. You think this is as long as you get Matt Stafford here, this is going to be what he's going to be? Well, he he was being drafted in the ninth round in yeah. startups after his number four finish. <laughs> it's true. So I'm like, so it's almost like he's like, it's like you know, he it's like he's, uh, he he got his virginity back, and he, you're, <laughs> you're 
sure. can't be done, but you know. Sure. Anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> one last thing about yeah. Cup before we move on. He is going to be 29 next year, but I, I'm just saying, don't worry about that. That's not that old for a premier not wide receiver, yeah, especially in the salary cap league where, like, you're not necessarily looking to keep a guy forever anyway. No, Cooper Cup's a guy you want. Yeah, um, I went with Debo Samuel because I, I just because he, I think, jumped a lot for me and. Yeah, I do have those concerns about what how the offense might change, um, but uh, you know he he stayed healthy. A big concern for me was how he played and whether that was sustainable for him. Um, you know, sometimes it's 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 just a matter of like you learn to play at at a certain intensity level, and he's just a very intense player, and he he he. Um, I think he's just going to be around and be good for a while. So mm-hmm. I. I um, I don't know if he's going to be have this level of a season, but he's he's going to be a top level player for a while. So I like Debo as my fantasy breakout player. Nice. Going on to fantasy MVP. By our definition, this is a player who dominated fantasy scoring. But there's a little room for subjectivity there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be Trey Lance. Maybe maybe a year too soon. Yeah, I'd be a little bit premature on that. I, uh, I went with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, that was a bad pick. That's not a bad pick. And if you're if you're in like a, um, a superflex league, he might be the pick actually. But I think you and I both think it's was Cooper Cup. It's Cup. I mean, he dominated his position by over three points per game. Yeah, it's special. Um, I mean, I did think about Jonathan Taylor, who was four points per game than than most any other running back, but Eckler was actually within a point and a half of him per game this year. So I felt like uh, Cup just... And Henry was better when he played. Right. So I felt like uh, Cup just had established his dominance. And it's so consistent. Yeah. The thing about Cup was there was like no dogs. I mean, he had like, I think he said he had his two worst games were against Arizona, uh, one was in the playoffs, so that wasn't going to affect you. And they still weren't that bad. So, like, everything else was, like, 100 yards or yeah. 90 yards or 150 it yards. Was great. It was just a fabulous year. He got – I think he was just shy of 200 targets this year, like 190-something. Yeah. Like, you just got to love that for fantasy. Yeah, no, and next year, I mean, I don't want to – I mean, I don't know who's going to be his receiving partner because Woods was out. Now it looks like – OBJ is probably going to be out if he's going to be there. Yeah. Van, I don't think is Van is a, not going to be a target hog. So I, <laughs> the, the future's bright for Cooper Cup. Seems like it. He's probably got sunglasses on. Mm. Boom. All right. All right. Do we do do we do the Devonte Parker Award or do we give our insane prediction first? I feel like the Devonte Parker Award is the it's special. It's a special place in your heart. So yeah. Let's, so let's so let's go with uh, let's go the ins- with the insane prediction because these were insane predictions. Okay. This is preseason insane. Yours was more insane than mine, and mine was insane. Mm-hmm. Preseason insane prediction. I went with that. I, I thought Josh Palmer was going to lead the Chargers in touchdowns. That's no, You didn't actually think that. You were just making I was, an insane I was, prediction. That was my insane prediction. But it, the reason you would not have bet money on that proposition. No. No, or maybe I would have bet a little bit with the hopes that I get a big payout. That's true. Bet I bet one American dollar and I get five American dollars back. I think the odds probably would have been a bit better than that. <laughs> okay, um, but I I defend my process a little bit. Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Williams has had a big touchdown year, but none of those guys really are known or had been known as touchdown scorers. So I was like. Why not Josh Palmer? And he actually did finish uh, tied for fourth on the team behind those three guys I just mentioned. He was tied with uh, with the tight end. Uh, was Higby. No, not Higby. Actually, he was f- fifth. He was fourth in receiving touchdowns. Uh, but uh, you also... You have oh, to, did I miss a rushing well, touchdown? Well, I mean, Herbert had 41 touchdowns. <laughs> you got to count him. <laughs> That doesn't count. Oh, you said okay. leads the Chargers in touchdowns. You didn't say receiving touchdowns. Whatever. Who's the <laughs> tight end there? Who am I blanking on? Is it Jared? Was Jared Cook there? This it's Jared year? Cook. Okay. I mean, right. They've got other. They got a younger guy that is probably well poised to to, to replace Cook, but but Cook's I, the Cook's the main guy there in terms of who was the, this year. Now that the Chargers are in L.A., my my brain mixes up the, the Chargers and the Rams. 
same it's the same color uniform same stadium yeah all right so who's what was your insane prediction sean Derrick Henry back to back two thousand yards, uh, and he was on pace for getting two thousand yards before getting hurt. So I will defend that a little bit. Uh, not two thousand rushing yards, it was two thousand yards total he was on pace for, but he was on pace for two thousand two thousand yards. And since I didn't say rushing yards, I get to count that in my favor. <laughs> and that's also because that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. That is what you do. On to the Devante Parker Award. I get to reveal that Anthony Ferkser was my my choice for the guy. Why well, should I should the definition for the Devontae Parker Award? It's the player that comes out of total mediocrity to become fantasy gold. So I went with Anthony Ferkser. That and didn't work out. I so went with well. Traquan Smith, mm. who after years of not doing much in New Orleans, continued to not do much in New Orleans. Those, and, those were not our best, not our best picks, but. Uh, Rashad Penny was one, and I think that's who we both picked. Although Cordero Patterson, man, it's hard to to pick one this year. Patterson was probably better overall all season long. But I got to say, it's just tough because I feel like they were both just straight-up waiver wire players that no one would ever give even like a fifth-round pick for them before the season. But – but Penny, I, I, I'm, I feel like the reason why he's Devontae Parker is because Devontae Parker, after kind of coming out, has been a fantasy-relevant player. Not necessarily a great player, but he's been a fantasy-relevant player. And I do think Patterson is more likely just to kind of disappear into nothingness. Whereas Rashad Penny, there's lots of reasons to think, if he stays in Seattle, to think that he could be a pretty good player for the next few years. Yeah, so. he was the running back one after week 12 this year. From week 12 on. That's pretty impressive. That's after three and a half years of doing nothing. Like, yes, nothing. Yeah. But mostly injured, but yes. True. But, yeah, he was he was good to have on your team in the, in the playoffs. That is for sure. No doubt. So that's it? That's it. That is the, uh, the 2021 season Steel Awards. Glad you joined us for it. I think coming up, we, we're doing diving into rookies pretty soon. We are going to start talking about rookies. I think we have one more week here before we get into Mm. the the rookies, but it's coming up. They're on their way. I'm getting excited about it. Yeah, Sean and I are starting to do our film work, taking copious notes, Mm. and we'll uh, we'll share all our, our takeaways with you here on upcoming episodes. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, We look forward to doing this again, and until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.